Amen. Praise God. If you could, we're going to be in Philippians chapter 1. You can get there in Philippians chapter 1. And let's look at verses 9 through 11. Media, can you get that for us in the New King James Version, please? Ah, there we go. All right. Philippians chapter 1, verses 9 through 11. Amen. Hallelujah. Glory to God. Anybody feel like uh, punching the devil tonight? Amen. Hallelujah. I feel like punching him tonight. And, I, and I'll tell you, just because you were here tonight, you have already given him one punch already. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Because uh, if, if we are honest, uh, the devil was trying hard to keep us from being here tonight. But praise God, we pressed our way on. We, we pushed through. Hallelujah. Amen. All right. Philippians uh, chapter 1, verse 9. You'll read with me. And this I pray that your love may abound still more and more in knowledge and all discernment. Verse 10, that you may approve the things that are excellent, that you may be sincere and without offense till the day of Christ, being filled with the fruits of righteousness, which are by Jesus Christ to the glory and praise of God. Amen. Father God, we thank you tonight for this opportunity to stand in this place, Father, for you. Father, we don't take it lightly. Father, you have given us your word, and as I stand here tonight, Father, I pray that you will stand up in me, that, God, you would let your anointing flow in a mighty way, that, God, you would use me for your will and for your glory to share with this, your people, what you have given uh, to me for us. So, God, may your uh, word flow and freely. May your word touch our hearts, change our hearts. May your word encourage us. May your word admonish us. May your word do what you have called it to do, Father. Your word is sharper than a two-edged sword. So, Father, we pray that tonight we will leave here differently than when we came we thank you right now, and we ask this in Jesus' name, we pray, amen. 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 Tonight, I want to speak to you from uh, sort of a crazy topic. And the subject tonight is this. These are the that's which we need. These are the that's which we need. I was reminded of what uh, you all remember in Acts chapter 2 uh, and when the Apostle Paul, I'm sorry, when the Apostle Peter on the day of Pentecost and, and the Holy Ghost fell and, and, and they went about, they were speaking in tongues and in other tongues and, 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 and some of the people around said these men must be drunk. And then Peter, who was full of the Holy Ghost, stood up boldly and said, These men are not drunk, not as ye suppose, but this is 
that which was spoken of by the prophet Joel. In the last days I will pour out my spirit upon all flesh. Your sons and daughters shall prophesy. Uh, uh, the young men shall see visions. The old men shall dream dreams. The, the, in other words, something happened on that day that changed the course of history. That fell and everything changed. So tonight we want to talk about the that's which we need. Amen? All right. Praise God. Look at verse 9 with me, would you? It says, and this is the Apostle Paul as he's talking to the church in Philippi. He's writing to them. He says, and this I pray, here it is, that your love may abound still more and more in knowledge and all discernment. So, the first that that we all need is this. Our love, uh, love must abound in our lives. Love must abound in our lives. I know you were thinking, looking, looking for something real deep, right? You, you thought, oh man, he's coming with us. No, it's right here in the word of God. That love may abound in our lives. The Apostle Paul is not talking about an emotional love. Uh, 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 emotional love can be fickle, right? It, it, it's based on how we feel. It can be up and down. It depends on how we feel. Uh, and emotional love goes with the waves. This is not a love that is based on the day of the week that it is. You know, this is, this is, they used to talk about this song, you know, that, that Saturday kind of love. No, 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 no. I'm not talking about that kind of love. This is not a love that is based on what side of the bed you woke up on today. Because depending on what side of the bed you woke up on, some of us, uh, our co-workers don't want to be around us. So I'm not talking about something that's affected by uh, uh, the, the things in our lives, the emotions that we go to. No, I'm, the love I'm speaking of is both an intentional love and it's an in intense love. It's intentional and it's intense. This is a fervent love, a uh, 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 first for God and then for the saints of God. I'm talking about a love where, where we understand that it's something that causes me to take an action. This isn't a passive love. This isn't something that, that, that just happens. But I'm talking about an intentional and intense love, a, a fervent love that, that first of all, as I mentioned, it, it's a love for God. And then it's a love for each other, right? Amen, amen. So, so the first thing I want to look at is our love for God, all right? Uh, uh, look at Deuteronomy chapter 6, verse 5. Because we need to establish the parameters for how we are to love God. Y'all know this scripture. It's not, it's not foreign to you. Deuteronomy 6 and 5 says, You shall love the Lord your God with Wait, wait a minute. Let me, is that some? I don't have my glasses on. You sure that says all? 
You see, we have to love the Lord our God with all of our heart, with all of our soul, and with all of our strength. The problem is that sometimes we find ourselves, uh, we're, we're, we're giving God uh, 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 what's left over from the end of the day. We have shown love to everything else, and then at the end of the day, we got, oh, God, I, I got, oh, it's five minutes before I go. Lord, I want to tell you. And, and, and the problem is, is that believers, as believers, can I just say it? If that's what we're doing, we've been cheating on God. We have to begin to uh, look at our lives, even as Minister Barber said last week, uh, uh, we need to look and see what's taking our attention, those distractions. What's taking our attention away from God so that we are showing him the love that he deserves. He says we ought to love him with all of our heart, not some of our heart, not, not a divided heart. Uh, 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 you know, um, you see, when our heart is, is divided, uh, uh, it, it'll show up in our worship. Uh, God said in his word, he says, this people worship me with their lips, but their hearts are far from me. You see, if our heart is not divided, then we will love God with all of our heart with all of our soul, with all that's in us, with all of our affections. We will love God, and, and, and we must do that, and then to love him with all of our strength. That means we've got to exert some effort. I told you it wasn't a passive love. We have to exert some effort into loving God. That means that when the devil tries to tell you, you know what, uh, don't get up. Uh, uh, you, can, you can just sleep three more hours. And God said, no, I want you to spend time with me. The devil said, stay there, stay there. And the Lord said, please, I just want you to spend some time with me. There, there's something I want to pour into you. There's something I want to push your way. I got a destiny for you. And, and the problem is we are listening to the wrong one. When we love God with all of our heart, we'll be in tune to him. We're listening for him. Uh, 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 when we love him with our whole heart, then, then no other voice will we follow. The devil is always whispering. Uh, uh, anybody ever experienced the devil whispering sweet nothings to you? It really is sweet nothings. Anybody? Anybody? Yeah, the devil is always trying to do that. And we have to understand that, that God has called us to be intentional about loving him. So what if we don't feel like loving God? What, what, what if we are mad at God? Anybody ever experienced that? You, you had a tragedy in your life and you were mad at God? You know, uh, that happens. I've heard testimony after testimony uh, of those who were walking with God and something happened. There was a tragedy that happened and they were so mad at God. And then when that happened, it changed their relationship or at least their fellowship with God. 
They didn't love God like he wanted to be loved. They didn't go after God. They didn't seek God with their whole heart. They were not in tune with God because they were mad at God. On July 22nd, 2021, we got a call. Our oldest son was being rushed to the hospital. When we got there, they were working on him, and they were trying to bring him back. He didn't make it. Do you know what the enemy tried to do? The true enemy tried to get me to take my focus off God. He tried to get me to point my finger at God. But I had to realize that I had a relationship with God that was not based on the circumstances of my life. I had to realize that my love for God was non-negotiable. I could not put anything, anybody else in front of God. Yes, we loved our son, but we loved God more. In fact, Jesus said, if you're going to follow me, you must put Everybody else behind me, father, mother, brother, sister, wife, husband, everybody else. So the enemy will come to us every time there's a tragedy. If your husband walk out on you or your wife walk out on you, the enemy will come and try to get you to God. I thought you said you were going to do this. God, you turn your back on me. God, even though we know that he says, I'll never leave you nor forsake you. But that's what the enemy does. So, so uh, even if we don't feel like loving God or, or even if we are mad at God because of a tragedy uh, that impacted our family, we must still love God. I remember that uh, true and lasting love, it ain't based on how I feel. Uh, 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 It's based on uh, uh, my intentional uh, and intense actions to grow that close and primary relationship with God. Even when I'm not feeling it. Even when I'm not feeling it, I still got to do it. He says, love the Lord your God with all of your heart, with all of your soul, and with all of your strength, period. There's no if you feel like it. That's what God said. That's that's not my words. That's, That's his words. That's his words. And that's why, can I just help us tonight? That's why we got to praise our way through trials. We have to pray our way through trials. We have to press through the trials and troubles and our pains. Because the enemy will use that to squeeze our love for God. He'll put a tourniquet on our soul. Y'all remember that, right? That's what he'll do. He'll put a tourniquet on our soul. And and, and so uh, uh, we have to press on. We have to pray on. And I I know we don't feel like that. And and I know that sometimes we feel like God has forsaken us. And and, and even though we know he hasn't, we feel like it. That's why I said we can't love God with a feeling. We have to love him. He says, love me this way. 
Uh, 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 can I prove my point? All right, let's look at a psalm of David uh, that, that David spoke to the Lord on the day that the Lord delivered him from the hand of Saul and all his enemies. It's in Psalm 18. I want to read verses 1 through 3 for you. Psalm 18, 1 through 3. Amen. Look what it says. I will love you, O Lord, my strength. The Lord is my rock and my fortress and my deliverer, my God, my strength, in whom I will trust, my shield and the horn of my salvation, my stronghold. I will call upon the Lord who is worthy to be praised, so shall I be saved from my enemies. Here's a man who pressed his way through. Do you not understand that David was facing all kind of stuff? Uh, uh, David was facing an enemy coming for him. David was facing death coming toward him. But David did not give up. He says, I will love you, oh Lord, my strength. And, and not only did he say, and I believe he commanded his soul to love the Lord. I believe he said, soul, I command you to love the Lord. Soul, I said, you better love the Lord. And then he said some stuff in there that messed me up. Do you see what he did? He says, I will love the Lord. And then he began to name some great things about the Lord. The Lord is my rock. Ha. The Lord is my fortress. Yeah. The Lord is my deliverer. Yeah. Every time he's punching and kicking the enemy who was trying to weary him. But I won't get weary because the Lord is my strength. That's what he did. That's what he did. And that's what we got to do because the enemy will come at us. He's going to come at us with our finances. He's going to come at us with sickness. And we have to press through. We have to call on the Lord. We begin to shout out the word of the Lord. Say it out loud, too. Don't, don't, don't be like, oh, Lord, I will love you. You are my strength. Who are you trying to convince? Satan's going, hey, hey, boys, get him now. He, he's wimpy. He don't mean it. He don't mean it. Press down on him. Put more on him. Trying to shut us up. But I love this. D David said, and I paraphrase, he said, even in the midst of this, still I will love you, O Lord. David's love for the Lord was intentional. It was with intensity, and it was consistent. Can I, can I, can I help us? Consistent. Intentional with intensity and consistent. That means that, that, that he made sure he was doing everything to love the Lord, which is what we're supposed to do. Let me tell you why. Because God is not into part-time lovers. Let me say it again. God is not into part-time lovers. Now, a lot of the youngsters don't remember that song. I think it was Stevie Wonder, right? <laughs> 
No, no, God, God's not in the part-time lovers. If he would have, he wouldn't have said, uh, you shall love the Lord your God with all your heart, with all your soul, with all your strength. He left no room in there for, for anybody else or anything else. You see, uh, uh, some treat God like uh, these love scams going around today. These love scams that uh, men and women are falling for them. Uh, uh, somebody reach out to you on the internet because they saw your picture on Facebook and, and, and they send you their picture which ain't their picture. Uh, 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 and, 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 and before you know it, you develop a, uh, a, a long distance, I mean really long distance relationship. And, 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 and I'm telling you from what I know because we saw people who were sending money because uh, uh, in particular this one guy told this woman said, uh, uh, listen, I want to come see you, but I, I just need you to send me some money to help me get there. She sent him some money. And, and he said, and then he said, well, I, I had to use that money to, to pay a bill, and, and, and so I really want to come see you, so, so send me some more money. This woman worked with me at the agency I worked at and didn't even listen to her family who said, this is a scam. She, no, no. She sent him about $30,000. And he never showed up. Never showed up. What am I saying? What am I saying? Sometimes we are like the guy out there. We're always asking God for something. God, I want you to do this for me. Please, God, I want you to do this for me. And then we don't show up. God, if you do this, God, I promise I'm going to show up at church. God, if you do this for me, if you bless me with that house, I promise I'm going to start tithing then. God, if you do this for me, I promise you this, and then we don't show up. We find ourselves treating God like a genie. Rub his belly and get my three wishes. God is not into that kind of love. Can I say it? God don't roll that way. But sometimes we are confused and we need a reason to love God. I mean, we really shouldn't because when we, when we, when we get it in our spirit and we understand, but, but sometimes uh, 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 we, we forget why we ought to love him. So can I, can I bless us? Uh, if you would, media, can you get me uh, Ephesians chapter 1, verse 3? I'm going to look at uh, 3 through 6 if you can get that for me. I want you to see what God has done for you. And if you got your Bibles, we're going we're gonna to look at Ephesians 1, 3 through 6. Amen. Hallelujah. I'm sorry. And that, that's my fault, media, because I didn't uh, ask them in advance. So don't look at them. Okay, there we are. Thank you very much, media. All right, look at this. 
Blessed be the God and Father of our Lord Jesus Christ, who has blessed us with every spiritual blessing in heavenly places in Christ. Verse 4. Here it is. Just as he chose us in him before the foundation of the world, that we should be holy and without blame before him in love. Having predestined us to adoption as sons by Jesus Christ to himself according to the good pleasure of his will. To the praise of the glory of his grace by which he made us accepted in the beloved. That's Jesus, right? Jesus is the beloved. Look what God did for us. God the Father, here it is, he chose us before the very foundation of the world. If you're saved today, God chose you way before the foundation of the world. God saw that one day you would hear the word of God, the gospel of peace. He saw that you would surrender your life to him. He saw that you would be filled with the Holy Ghost. He said, I'm choosing him. I'm choosing her. That's what he did. And the Bible says he did it in love. That ought to make us love him, right? That's what God the Father did. Can you look at verse 7 then for me? Look at, look at verse 7 here. Verse 7. All right. In him we have redemption through his blood, the forgiveness of sin according to the riches of his grace. Verse 8, which he made to abound toward us in all wisdom and prudence. What am I saying? This is Jesus. Jesus redeemed us with his blood. That's what he did for our salvation. He redeemed us with his blood. I'm trying to get us to understand why we ought to be really falling in love with him over and over and over and over. Amen? All right. Uh, uh, we got, got one more place to go. Can you go up to verse 13 for me, please? Verse 13, hallelujah, here it is. In him you also trusted after you heard the word of truth, the gospel of your salvation, in whom also heaven believed, here it is, here it is, you were sealed, you were sealed with the Holy Spirit of promise. Look at verse 14, here it is. Who is the guarantee of our inheritance until the redemption of the purchased possession to the praise of his glory? What am I saying? The Holy Spirit sealed you so that when Jesus cracked the sky, Hallelujah, the mark of Jesus will be on you and you'll be snatched up. Our eternity is already guaranteed. Hallelujah. That, 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 that's enough for me. God the Father, God the Son, and God the Holy Spirit, the work that they did in my life to make sure that, that heaven is uh, my home. In fact, in fact, I wish I, I wish I could. I wish I could get a, somebody to make me a passport that says uh, uh, a citizen of heaven because that's where I am right now. Hallelujah. The Bible tells us we are seated together with Christ, what? In heavenly places. <sighs> my goodness. Wow, hallelujah. Oh, all right, I got to move on real quick. What about our love for each other? You know we are abounding in love, right? Do you think that's an area that we need work? Sometimes 
The problem for us is not our love for God. It's our love for each other. It's because we forget what the Bible tells us in Ephesians 6 and 12, uh, for our battle is not with flesh and blood. We forget that part, and when, when, when we see somebody and, and they have done us wrong, we want to start singing that somebody done me wrong song. We want to go way back and start that. It, it was 26 years, two weeks, and eight days ago. I remember it to the day. She looked at me with a mean look. I can't let it go. I can't let it go. Yes, I'm saved, but I can't let it go. Yes, I'm preaching, but I can't let it go. We have to understand that we are to grow in love uh, uh, for each other. The Bible tells us that what? Love covers a multitude of fault, a multitude of sin. Hallelujah. All right, here it is. I, I want to say this. Before we can love each other the right way, we must love God and have taken on God's character of love. Uh, uh, let's go to 1 John chapter 4, verse 7 through 11. And you guys, I, I'm going to read it in, in the Passion Translation. Hopefully, uh, they have the media team has it up there for us. Praise God for the media team. Amen. Here it is. Those who are loved by God, let his love continually pour from you to one another because God is love. Everyone who loves is fathered by God and experiences an intimate knowledge of him. Isn't it great to know that God is our father? Verse 8. The one who doesn't love God has yet to know God, for God is love. All right, the light of God's love shined within us when he sent his matchless son into the world so that we might live through him. This is love. Here it is. He loved us long before we loved him. I just showed us that, right? Remember in Ephesians? Before the foundation of the world, right? Okay, he loved us long before we loved him. It was his love, not ours. He proved it by sending his son to be the pleasing sacrifice offering to take away our sins. Verse 11, delightfully loved ones. If he loved us with such tremendous love, then loving one another should be our way of life. That's what we're supposed to do. We're supposed to love each other. We're supposed to cover each other's faults. Hey, I got issues and you got issues. Hallelujah. But we ought to talk about our issues and we ought to let the peace of God dwell in our hearts richly. Hallelujah. We, 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 if we've got an all against our brother, the Bible tells us, hey, to leave our offering, right, and go make it right with your brother or your sister. Then you can come give your offering because God is all about love. And we have to love each other. Hallelujah. Look at your neighbor and say, I love you. With the love of God, I said it, I mean it, and I'm not taking it back. Amen. Hallelujah. You see, our love for each other it is the badge that tells who we belong to. 
uh, uh, it tells who we are following, right? Uh, uh, Jesus said something else, and, and uh, if you don't mind, uh, we're going to look at John chapter 13, verse 34 and 35 in the Living Bible. And it's up on the screen. Praise God. Here it is. And so I am giving a new commandment to you now. Love each other just as much as I love you. Your strong love for each other will prove to the world that you are my disciples. I can have my I love Jesus hat on all I want. I walk with Jesus. Hallelujah. I can have my man of God shirt walking around. And, and, but, but, but if I don't love you, then my life is a lie. If, if, I, if I tell people, oh, yes, I'm a Christian, I'm a Christian, and, 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 and you walk by and I'm tripping you, then, 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 then there's something wrong with my testimony. And I trip you because last week you cut in line in front of me to give the offering, so that's why I'm tripping you this week. Just want to get that clear. Just, just want to make sure we're clear about that. I don't just do it for no reason. You cut in line in front of me. I was, I was trying to give my offering, and you cut in line in front of me. Brother Chris. I, I'm just kidding. I'm, I'm just kidding. I'm just kidding. You see, um, when the world see our strong Undivided love for one another, they will know that we are the followers of Jesus Christ. And, 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 and here it is. And they will realize they're missing something. Something that's very critical in their lives. They will see the love of Christ. They will see how we reach out and take care of each other. How, how we're doing things. They'll see that. That's why Jesus said it's important that we show our love for each other. See, our love, it, it, it showcases the light of Christ shining in us. And that light will draw the unsaved to Jesus Christ. And, and, and here it is. When we love like this, when we love like this, uh, 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 when our love for God and the saints of God abound more and more and more, we won't have time for strife. We won't have time for division. We won't have time for jealousy. We won't have time for pride. I, I can't get jealous because God bless you because I love you. I, I, I can't get an attitude and, and, and get prideful uh, 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 and, and, and I walk around and I'm, and I'm, showing, you, uh, I'm showing you my new ring. Uh, look at my ring. You ain't got no ring. Look at my new ring. That's prideful. That's not love. No wonder the Bible says that pride comes before the fall. We can't do that. Here it is. Here it is. I love you. Do you love me? Do you really, really, really love me? Y'all ain't going to like this. If you really love me, and if you really love God, then come to church so that you can encourage me and stir me to more growth. I told you you ain't going to like that. I told you you are not going to like that. Hallelujah. It is high time. I, 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 I may not get to preach again, Brother Jeff, but it's high time that, that, that those who are, have allowed 
whatever else to, to stop them from coming into the house of God. It's high time for you to come back into the house of God because the Bible tells us that as we see the day approaching, we ought to get together more and more. We ought to stir each other. We ought to encourage each other. Why? Because we love each other. If you love me, you ought to want to see my face in person. We, we, we can go to our jobs, but we can't come hang out at the church with the people that, that we truly need to be around. We, 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 can, go, we can go to Walmart, but we, we, we can't come to church. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. It's high time for us to show the love of Christ. I need you and you need me. The Bible tells us that we are as, as uh, joints, that are, we are fitly joined together. Hallelujah. God has given you a gift that I need. And he's given me a gift that you need. And if we love each other, we ought to be stirring each other up. Have you ever come to church? You press your way. And somebody said, it's so good to see you because you encouraged me. You showed up. I thank you for showing up. That's what happens when we do that. We're showing how much we love the Lord, hallelujah, and how much we love each other. Oh, okay, I'll stop meddling. I'll stop meddling. Here it is. When we get filled with God himself, then love can't help but shine through. Love can't help but shine through. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. And then very quickly, I want to tell you something. Love enables knowledge and discernment. Love enables knowledge and discernment. We look at Philippians 1 and 9 and it says this, and this I pray that your love may abound still more and more in knowledge and all discernment. That, that word discern, the word knowledge means it's a, epignosis okay it means full complete knowledge and, and so in this scripture the apostle Paul is teaching us uh, that the way our love for God abounds is by getting to know him better if we are going to really love God and love each other more we got to get to know him better that means we have to spend time in his word we have to spend time in prayer we need to spend time in fasting we need to spend time some sometimes you just you just gotta uh, 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 put the TV on pause unplug it if you need to if you need to, put it in storage for a couple of weeks. If it's taking your attention, if it's got you so tied up, uh, uh, some of us need to put our phone in time out. Because we are not giving God the attention that he needs, that he wants from us. If we're going to get to know him more and more, if we're going to abound in love through, through, through knowledge and have discernment, we got to get to know him. Uh, uh, no wonder the psalmist said in Psalm 119 and 97, he says, Oh, how I love your law. It is my meditation all the day. Oh, Lord, how I love your word. Hallelujah. I, I, I love to meditate on your word. It is, my, it is my meditation all the day. 
We need the word of God. We need the word of God. And over in Psalm 1, the, the psalmist said, Happy is the man or blesses the man who walks not in the counsel of the ungodly, nor stand in the way of the sinners, or sit in the seat of the scornful. But his delight is in the law of the Lord, and in his law does he meditate day and night. Hallelujah! Whew. Are we feasting on God's word? That's how we get to know him. God, God is not, uh, he's not, uh, uh, boy, this sounds bad. Um, brothers, we are notorious for not talking. We don't t talk. That's what, that's what our, that's what the women say, I'll say. They don't like to talk. I want to talk. And they just want to watch the game. But do you know that God talks about himself? God wants you to know him. It's right here. He, he wants us to know all about him so that, so that our love will abound. He wants us to know. And then, and then here's another part of this. He wants us to know all about him so that, that, that we'll have discernment. Did you know that when we grow in love and, and our love abounds and, and, and we, we, we'll gain knowledge and discernment, you'll, you'll, you'll see some things that you need to go around? You'll, you'll know, no, I, I don't need to go that way. I'm going to go this way. Because God has a plan and a purpose for you. And so he will, uh, he will help you to have uh, that discernment. That, that we need, and, and, and especially, I, I love what Psalm 37 and 4 says. Make God the utmost delight and pleasure of, of your life, and he will provide for you what you desire the most. That's what he says. That's what he'll do. And, and so that's what we need to do. And then, and then real quickly, um, I want to look at, I'm jumping here, First uh, John chapter 4, verse 7. 1 John chapter 4, verse 7. It says, Beloved, let us love one another, for love is of God. And everyone who loves is born of God and knows God. Verse 8. He who does not love does not know God, for God is love. Right? So with love, there comes a spiritual sense, a spiritual insight, a spiritual hearing, a sense of the beauty of holiness and conforming to God's standard of holiness. That's what we get when we are really striving to walk with God in love. And so love must abound in our lives. Okay. All right. Let's look at verse 10 of Philippians chapter 1. Here it is. That you may approve the things that are excellent. That you may approve the things that are excellent. All right. This is the second that which we need. We must make excellent choices. We must make excellent choices because he said here that you may approve the things that are excellent. Uh, uh, love released to us through spiritual discernment will enable us to recognize, to test, and to prove things that are excellent. That's why sometimes uh, we make bad decisions, even as believers. 
That's why sometimes the devil do the old okey-doke on us because we do not have the, the discernment we need to make the right choices. This means that because of our knowledge and discernment, we can now approve something after distinguishing and discerning it. I'm thinking about my sisters right now. Hmm. God loves me and I love him. Nope. Dude, you got to keep stepping. God did not send you to me. Do you know that God will give you discernment? If you are really seeking after him because you love him, God will tell you, oh, oh, no, 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 no. He looking good, smelling good. No, no, no. Peace out. Keep stepping. And then God will also tell us all, I mean, uh, 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 there, there comes a time when we have to be able to, to understand that the devil will present things to us. And we have to, we have to be able to say, no, I can't do that. Uh, uh, my God loves me. And he said to put a difference between holy and unholy, between clean and and unclean. The devil is always trying to send stuff our way, getting us to do something. But we have to make sure that we are making the right choice. We are doing uh, 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 what God said for us to do. I, I, I want my thoughts to line up with God's word. Uh, uh, it's like David said in, in Psalm 19 and 14. David said something that, that, that I believe we ought to get in our spirit. He said, let the words of my mouth. And the meditation of my heart be acceptable in your sight, O Lord, my strength and my redeemer. In other words, he says, I want my words to line up, hallelujah, uh, 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 with, with, with the right meditation of my heart because I've been meditating on your word. When we love God and we meditate on his word, I, I, want, I want what's coming out of my lips to be matching what's in my heart. That's why the Bible tells us that, that we are to guard our heart for out of it comes the issues of life. Whew. Can I bless this? If we want to excel in things that are excellent, this is what we ought to do. And I'm going to read it, Philippians 4 and 8 from the Amplified. Philippians 4 and 8 from the Amplified. It says this, finally, believers, believers, whatever is true, whatever is honorable and worthy of respect, whatever is right and confirmed by God's word, whatever is pure and wholesome, Whatever is lovely and brings peace, whatever is admirable and of good repute, if there is any excellence, if there is anything worthy of praise, think continually on these things. Center your mind on them and implant them in your heart. Hallelujah. If we want to make right choices, we want to make excellent choices, we need to be thinking on those things that, that this verse is talking about because uh, we'll think on those things that are honorable. We, we can look and say, oh, no, that's not honorable. That, no, 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 that's not pleasing to God. No, that's not pure. That's not wholesome. No, no, I, oh, I don't know how this got on my phone, but I'm deleting it right now because this is not pure. 
You know, at the end of uh, Colossians 2, Paul told the Colossians that they were set free from religious rituals. And, and then in, in, in uh, Colossians 3 and 1, he reminded them that, uh, that uh, since they had been ra uh, raised in Christ to seek the things above. But then in, in Colossians uh, 3, uh, verse 2, it blessed me so much. And, and I want to read this from the King James Version. It says, set your affection on things above not on things on the earth. And, and see that this word affection in the Greek is franeho. And it means to exercise the mind. That is, entertain or have a sentiment or opinion. By implication, to be mentally disposed more or less earnestly in a certain direction. Intensively to interest oneself in with concern or obedience. If we are aligned and, and we want to be obedient to Christ, we got to set our affection on things above. We got to love thing, the things of God. We have to love what God hate, uh, love what God love and hate what God hate. We have to do that. When our affections are set on things above, then we will be able to approve and to prove and to choose those things that are excellent and that honor God. Amen. All right, we must make excellent choices. Let's look at verse, uh, uh, the second part of verse 10. It says uh, that you may be sincere and without offense till the day of Christ. Here it is. This third that is we must be genuine and righteous. And I'm going to tell you this real quick. This is important. This is critical. Uh, this speaks to being pure and unmixed or unadulterated and free from falsehood. Uh, 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 that's what this means to, to, to be uh, genuine uh, or, or to be sincere. It, it, it means to be uh, 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 free from falsehood. Um, it, 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 it's, it means to be judged by light. It's like um, holding up something to the light to really see it. You see, if you look at something in the dark... Anybody ever got dressed in the dark? Mm. That's not a good thing sometimes, right? Because when you get in the light, then you wonder, whoa. But being sincere is, means to be judged by sunlight. That means it's tested uh, as genuine. It's, it's, it's pure. Uh, uh, and therefore, we must be sincere or genuine in our faith and in our walk with Jesus Christ. There, there's a scripture that says something in John chapter 3, verse 19 to 21. I want to read this real quick. It says this. John 3. 19. And this is the condemnation that the light has come into the world and men love darkness rather than light because their deeds were evil. For everyone practicing evil hates the light and does not come to the light lest his deeds should be exposed. Verse 21. But I love when I see but because it cancels out what was before it. But he who does the truth comes to the light, that his deeds may be clearly seen, that they have been done in God. How many of us are walking in the light? 
We ain't got nothing to hide. I, 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 you can get my phone right now. I ain't got nothing to hide. You can come look at my computer, except for my password and stuff. I'm not going to share that with you. But, but you can come look at my computer. I ain't got nothing to hide. There are no pictures. My wife has access to my phone at all times. I, I'm not worried. I, I'm not one of those guys like, oh, my, my, my phone. Oh, I got to go get my phone before my wife. No, 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 no. No, you don't mean to tell you why? Because... It's not her that I have to be concerned with. It's God who see me. He's the one that sits high and look low so he can see. He can see if there's falsehoods in us. Are we walking in truth or are we walking a lie? Are we walking one way at church and one way uh, at the job or one way in the neighborhood or another way on our vacation? If you take a vacation to Puerto Rico, would they know you're a Christian? Amen. You see, no matter where we go, the light of Christ must shine through us. Otherwise, we are not genuine. We are not sincere. And we must do that. And then here's the other part. We have to be righteous. We must be righteous. That means, uh, uh, it says, without offense. You know what that means? That means that if I'm living righteous without offense, I, by my conduct, won't lead someone else into sin. Do you know that people watch us? When we say, oh, I'm a Christian. Yes, I'm a strong Christian. And do you know they start watching you? Your neighbors watch you? And, and, and here's the thing that we have to be concerned about, that sometimes there's somebody who is on the brink. They are trying to make a decision. The Holy Spirit is trying to work on them. And, and the problem is uh, they see us, and they see us doing something. They go like, oh, well, that must be okay then. When they see you across the street, you standing there listening and laughing with the neighbor who's telling dirty jokes. They go like, oh, okay, so that's one of the things I can do as a Christian. Okay. Uh, 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 and they see you doing this. Okay, I can do that as a Christian. What are they learning? We are offending them. We are misleading them. We are leading them the wrong way. And that's why it says we must be without offense. I got one last thing to say on this part. Do you know what Jesus said? He said, it is better for you. It is better for you that a millstone be tied around your neck and you're casting it to the depths of the sea than for you to offend one of my little ones. In other words, for you to lead somebody astray. He said, it's better for you to tie that millstone. Y'all know what a millstone is? It's heavy. It's heavy. It, I, when, when they can't just tie it with like a shoestring. It's, it's heavy. He says it's better for you uh, 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 to, to, to have that millstone tied around you and you are cast into the depths of the sea than to offend one of the little ones. You see somebody who is trying to find their way to Christ and you are offending them because you're leading them the wrong way. Shame on you. If it's me, shame on me. 
And if you know you did it, get it right with God. Repent. Don't mess around. And you need to go to them and say, hey, I, 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 was, I was standing there. I was listening to that. I was laughing at that. I should not have been doing that. I was wrong. I have repented to the Lord, and I'm asking you to forgive me. Get it right. Because you don't want to offend them. Amen? All right, here's my last point, verse 11. I'm going to say this, and we're going to sit down. Verse 11, here it is. We have all of those that's to lead us to this one thing. Look at verse 11. Being filled with the fruits of righteousness, which are by Jesus Christ to the glory and praise of God. Wow. Love abounding in our lives. We make excellent choices. We are genuine and righteous. Here it is, so that uh, a fruit will abound in our lives, so that, that that fruit will abound in our lives that glorifies God. That's what it's all about right there. Uh, we, 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 we must truly love each other so that fruit will abound in our life that glorify God. God is all about us living a life that pleases him so that he will be glorified. That's what it's about. So we ought to be pointing people to Jesus. Our life ought to be pointing people to Jesus. Our conversation ought to be pointing people to Jesus. So when we truly love God and each other, when we, when we, when we truly are, are genuine in our walk with God, our conduct is righteous, then we will be fruit bearers. John 15 and 8. I'm going to read that real quick. In the Passion Translation, I'm closing my Bible. John 15 and 8 says this. When your lives bear abundant fruit, you demonstrate that you are my mature disciples who glorify my Father. Anybody been checking your fruit lately? Have you been checking? Is there fruit that's evident? Y'all can, it's right there in Galatians, right? You know, the fruit of the Spirit, not fruits. He's not like that. It's one fruit with nine slices. The fruit of the Spirit. Are you being fruitful? Are people seeing that in you? Because those things that come out, out in us that glorify God will draw others to him. So, yes, our love for each other shows the world that we are disciples of Jesus. But our abundant fruit shows the world that we are mature. That means meat eaters instead of milk drinkers. Disciples of Jesus. And it brings glory to the Father. It brings glory to the Father. One last scripture, Colossians 1, 9 through 10. Colossians 1, 9 to 10. Verse 9. For this reason we also, since the day we heard it, do not cease to pray for you and to ask that you may be filled with the knowledge of his will in all wisdom and spiritual understanding and that you may walk worthy 
of the Lord, fully pleasing him, being fruitful in every good work, and increasing in the knowledge of God. What kind of fruit are you bearing? Do your oranges taste like lemons? Our lives must glorify the Lord. And that's what God is calling for us to do. And, and so before Elder Jeff come back, I, I, I want to give us an opportunity just because I know that God gave me this for a reason. God is looking at our lives. He's looking for us to live lives that are pleasing him. He's looking, and it starts with us loving him with all of our heart, and we know where we're at. We know because God sees our heart, right? He knows, so we can't trick him. We can't fool him, and he sees this. So I, I, I want to just take a moment, and if there's someone that you want prayer you know that perhaps you are not showing God the love that he's supposed to be getting from us. You know that perhaps you are not walking in a way that's genuine and righteous. You know that there's something about your walk that that may be confusing your neighbors, your co-workers, your family members. This is the time to get it right. This is not a time, no one, up, no one in here can sit in condemnation. Let me just get that out right now. None of us can sit here in condemnation. But this is a time that we come together as a family and, 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 and if, if, if you have struggled in any of those areas, this is a time that we can come. You can come and, and get it right. I'm going to ask everyone to stand, please, if you wouldn't mind. Just stand. And if that's you tonight, if that's, if that's you, you know that, that you need to come down. I'm just going to ask you to, to make your way. That's a bold step. That's a bold step that you're saying, Lord, I want to be better. I want to be better. I want to be better. Remember, God sees, he see, he see all of us. And so, is there one tonight